Podcast, episode 95. George, Ryan, Greg, back in the building. Yes, sir. We have a extremely special guest on the line today. Uh, I don't really know how to introduce... <laughs> I don't really know how to introduce, you know, a legend. You know, God's favorite DJ, you know... It's it's impossible to introduce somebody who's responsible for uh, introducing Jay Z and Biggie. That's true. You know? um, but we have the great we have the great DJ Clark Kent on the line with us today. Peace and blessings. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, it's one of those things when we started the podcast. We definitely, you know, it's a sneaker podcast, and we definitely wanted to make sure we talked to people that we respected just in general, professionally, and what they did. You know, for any area that they uh, thrived in. Uh, you musically, and yeah, then yeah. and then you know sneakers and everything like that. If there's nobody who doesn't know DJ Clark Kent, they're they're definitely sleeping. Oh, hey, if they don't, they don't. If they do, it's all good. I'm just trying to do good things and, and keep it keep it positive. Yes, I am. All right, sounds good. So, you know, we've actually uh, talked to a few people last week. We actually actually uh, this past Saturday we talked to like you know. The likes of like Dion Point, you know, creative director for concepts and things like that. You know, my pre- man. yeah, that's, that's, my, that's you, my guy. You, didn't you, you said that the concept Kennedy was one of the top ten shoes of all time? Am I correct? Say that again. I said you, wasn't. You did say that the top the Kennedys was one of the top ten shoes of all time, correct? Or was it a New top Balance? New Balance. New of Balance all of all time. Okay. Oh well, Kennedy's like Kennedy's easily, a top easily top five. Oh, Kennedy's a top five sneaker of all time. Yeah. <laughs> of all time. Of all time. Mm, about that, so um, well, you know, one of those, everybody has their thoughts. That's true. It's one of those things where we uh we definitely get a story from every single person that we talk to, and you know it's one of those things where it's like you know what, at what point did you realize you know either growing up or DJing parties you know whatever it was, where you realized that sneakers meant a little bit more to you than everybody else around you. Well, I knew that when I was about ten. I because like differently than most people or that are in the sneak game right now, it's it, it's not trophies to me. It's about being fresh. So I didn't chase you so I could say that I have it. I chased it so I could be fresh with it. And um, considering you know we looked up to the older kids in my neighborhood and and we tried to figure out what made them so special to us. What made the older guys special to us was the fact that they was fresh. So we tried everything uh, possible, possible to be as fresh as them so that, you know, we, we could somehow have the life that they were living. Little do we know, you know, it wasn't much that they were doing, but that little piece of being fresh meant everything. So for you, was it more like when you first started really buying? I mean, because I know I watched your yeah. sneaker shopping. You said, like, by the time you met – uh, Jay Z and and Biggs and all of them like you were you had already amassed like two to four thousand dollars or two to four thousand pairs of sneakers at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Easily. so what was Easily. like like when you got in when you first got in? Were you rocking like with the Air Force Ones? Were you more like in the Adidas wave? Like when it, you first well, got started? What, what I had, what I had the heaviest. I mean, all of my life was was uh, Air Force Ones, but I wore everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like before Air Force Ones, there was Pumas and Procads and, and Adidas and and Bally's and Celas and Alexis. But like when Air Force Ones hit, yeah, they, they hit in '82 and '83, '84. But in the midst of all of that, there was all kinds of other things happening. It's just that Air Force Ones were like the hardest 
to get because they were really only coming out in Baltimore. So you had to go there to get them. And then when they finally caught on to New York in the later 80s, I mean, you know, it was already, I was already all the way in, but I was wearing everything. I was wearing uh, everything. You know what I'm saying? Had tons of croquettes, tons of pumas, tons of everything. I had it. I remember you said on a Hot 97, you know, you had told that story about when you had bought the Felas and you had to, you made sure that you went back to your neighborhood and walked by the freshest dude in the neighborhood <laughs> uh, just so yeah, he could see yeah. you in them. You know, we talk about that on this show all the time. We talk about that feeling that sneakers gave you and it gives us, you know, one of the main reasons. And, and you know, and it's not even, you know, a flexing, stunning and all that stuff. It's obviously done differently. Than it was than it than it was back in the day. You know the way to stunt, the way to do stuff like that was to go to school, go to college, walk through the neighborhood, sharpen your pencil in class. Sharpen your, right. yeah, you get up for no reason in class just so everybody see your kicks. <laughs> Nowadays it's social media, so it's a lot of people that kind of even kind of said that you know it's a little weird or crazy that we would say that because one of the things that. I enjoyed it, and I'm sorry. One of the things I got into sneaker was was the fact that I could come walking through school wearing something that I knew everybody wanted and couldn't get. Well, well, yeah, well, breaking necks was, was definitely the other part of it, but the breaking necks was because we were super fresh. It, it wasn't just like you had this shoe that nobody had. It was the shoe pulled back to that mock neck that pulled back to those leaves that pulled back to that knit that pulled back to that suede front that pulled back to that good tango hat. It, it was the whole thing, but the sneakers started everything. You know what I'm saying? And you just wanted to break those necks. If your sneakers was clean, you could wear a dirty t-shirt every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it was about the shoes. And so, yeah, you, you wanted to break the neck. You wanted the, the whole, where'd you get those? Oh, Someone definitely. Asked you where'd you get those the day you, you that's it. That's like winning a, a, a baby Grammy back in the hood. Was uh buying uh like a white pair and then switching the laces out to different colors was that a thing you did when you were younger? Because I've heard on many interviews in New York City, you know, when especially when the Air Force Ones and even before that with the Adidas wave, that's what a lot of guys were doing when they couldn't necessarily afford to buy multiple pairs of shoes. It was almost like you nah. switch the laces out, you got 10 different pairs nah. of shoes. Nah, nah. I, I, I bought, when, 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 I, when I cop, I, I wear what's in the shoe. Got gotcha. you. Very, very rare that I took the laces out and did something different. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, you only thing I would do is take the laces out back in the days and iron them. Iron them. <laughs> I think yeah. we've all done that I mean, at some point. You iron them, you iron them so, that they could be, so that the laces themselves could be a little wider, like in Pumas, the wider your laces. Right. Right. It's yeah. funny because now I look at Pumas and think I would never do that again. You know? <laughs> but yeah, back then, the wider the laces, the better it looked. Oh, you know what's funny? Like I never, ever switched laces out of sneakers until the Asics wave kind of like kicked off with Ronnie Feig and things like that and we started putting in the rope laces. Yes. They would come with the flat laces. I never. You never went with the rope laces? I mean, I never switched out laces. Like, like I don't switch out laces. When the, when the box opens, whatever's in the sneaker, that's what gets worn. See, I, I, I can respect it. I always kind of feel like that, you know, they put so much work right now and they're giving you three, four, five laces, a box, and they give you everything. I feel like I got to try out at least one or two of them to see what, what cracks off right. It, uh, look, if it works for you, that's a blessing. 
<laughs> Let's talk about uh, nostalgia real quick. So, you know, one of the things, you know, obviously you being, I mean, a, a legend in hip hop and cultivating music and, you know, things like that. And uh, we talk about nostalgia when it comes to sneakers, when it comes to music. Um, you know, I just remember being, you know, growing up, you couldn't wait till the next album dropped on Tuesday. You buy your album, you look at the credits to see who produced what. You know, that was the thing you did. When it came to sneakers, you uh, you had your East Bay magazine, your Slam magazine. You couldn't wait to see what dropped or, you know, what it was. And, you know, I, I sort of relate, you know, back to like, you know, Jay-Z just, you know, last year dropping 444. Um and then you have this year, the Black Cement 3s coming out. It's almost like, do we still need these type of like reminders of nostalgia, even though like we're not really asking for it, but do we still need it? Like, I feel like we didn't really need a Jay-Z 444, but it's glad that it happened. And for us sneakerheads, we've all bought Cement 3s many, many times. Like, do we still need those again? With all due respect, do you think you didn't need Jay Z four four four. Oh no no! I didn't say I didn't need it. I said I just so, wasn't so looking rap, for it. The rap, the rap game needed it. That's one. And two, um, the reason why retros drop and the reason why they're so important is because they were really that special. So if you you can still drop it and still do numbers with it. Like you you definitely needed one that keeps fueling the um <laughs> the sneaker brands. It keeps them making good, making good money. You know what I'm saying, but right. but I mean, you you, you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. So I oh. you, you, you got to. So I completely agree with you on the OG stuff on your black cement three, your white cement three, true blues. Uh, <clears throat> things of that nature. Like one thing that we've talked about a great deal over the past couple months is Jordan Brand going back and commemorating, you know the finals wins with a special color or the you know now they've got the jordan one um the six trophies or whatever they're called like like do you think that sometimes they dig themselves a little deep like with the gatorade stuff the gatorade packs like all that like should it gear more towards back the original sneakers and the original stories or do you like what they're doing with the kind of like stretching out storytelling Um, there were no stories back in the, in the day. It was the shoe came out. It meant what it meant. Exactly. It did what it was supposed to do. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? so now, so now you have to kind of tell stories. Well, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's because back then when we saw a Jordan, like we had to wait to see Jordan wearing a Jordan or an ad or a commercial. Yeah, but, and, and that's the reason why you have to tell stories now because you, um, you don't, because you don't, you don't have the, the, the thing happening that, that's going, that, that's saying to you, oh, by the way, uh, this guy is a super duper player and mm-hmm. want to be like him. Like there's the people don't want to be like the players, but they're not waiting for them to wear their stuff. But so now you have to tell stories like Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah. didn't want to be or wear Michael Jordan's shoes back in the days. He wanted to be just like him. But now these kids can't relate to it the same way. So you have to have a story to tell to make somebody go buy something. So now they're going to tell stories that are revolving around this enigma that was Michael Michael Jordan. 
back in the day, we had Michael Jordan, so we wanted to wear what he was wearing. Now, you just got to keep stories going about him. You got to keep, you know, like urban legends going about him. See, I almost kind of feel like, like today they said the White Cement 3 is going to re-release again, and it's going to have a special, I don't know, graphic on it to commemorate the, the slam dunk contest in 1988. Still cele- mm-hmm. still celebrating stuff like, I mean, that's 30 years ago. You know, I don't know if, as sometimes, we've talked about it many times, you know, sometimes I think it feels like Jordan Brand is still celebrating Jordan himself way too long instead of, like, really pushing Westbrook and Ky- Kawhi Leonard and things like that in order to, uh, you know, entice a new audience, you know, Uh I mean, do you feel like that could be problematic, or does it even matter? I mean, I, I don't feel like it could be problematic. What I think is we don't believe in the players the same way that we do about Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like right. no, I would he agree. was, he was everything. So everybody treated it like he was everything. You don't look at Westbrook and go, "That's it, game is over. He's it." You know, it's funny because you got LeBron, but if LeBron doesn't outdo Jordan, you're not looking at his shoes like I need those more than anything because you're not thinking I want to be like LeBron. No, I would completely agree with that. Yeah, no, I would completely agree with that. Like Michael Jordan was a superhero, and wanting his shoes was aspirational because he was a superhero. It wasn't because... You, 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 you. It, it, yeah, it was fresh, but it was Mike first, right? But that today, I mean, that's for us. Like, I mean, when we talk about Jordan, we have that aspiration of Jordan himself because we saw it. We were there. We grew up in it. We grew up in it. It's like <clears throat> I almost, I feel like when you continue to tell these same stories, that it's mainly for us. I mean, it's mainly for us sneakerheads or sneaker connoisseurs who were like thirty and up. Um, my son and everybody else, 18 and under, they are focused. They're more focused on the celebrity. We talk about that, too. Athletes have just faded away, yeah. you know, um, as far as what we paid attention to what they wore. It's about celebrity now. It's about seeing who rocked what and things like that. There are people out there who believe, you know, more in what Travis Scott is wearing than what LeBron is wearing. Um, right, because they're, 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 they're looking to... To, to other heroes. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to dudes who are really like changing changing the trajectory of the way things look like. Michael Jordan changed the trajectory of the game. They're putting, the bar is so much lower for what people idolize right now. So let me ask you this, in the, in the wave of celebrities, like obviously we know about like Run DMC and Adidas and, and what that created for you know, the sneaker culture and for celebrities being kind of more involved in that. But would you say that Pharrell in the early 2000s was probably one of the biggest to transition from music into fashion and have the biggest impact in that time and pave the way for guys like Kanye and Travis Scott and all these guys that now are doing what they're doing? Like, do, do you? How much of that? For how much of that do you think Pharrell is responsible for? Pharrell. Yes. Um. Let's let's 
let's take a take a second. You 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 look at Pharrell, but you it's almost like you forgot that there were um a stock Carter. Yeah. There was a Z first. There was a fifty cent first with 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 a Reebok. There were other artists who had sneakers that, that did well. There were other artists who had brands that did well. There were other artists before that set the blueprint for people to learn how to do it properly. So I wouldn't put Pharrell before I would put Jay-Z. Uh, Jay-Z at, at Doc Carter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, S. Doc Carter, see... I mean, I know S. Doc Carter's and G units and stuff like that. See, we're on we're on the West Coast, and they everybody wanted a pair of them and things like that just because of you know they were Jay Z and stuff like that. But I felt like that was more of a East Coast type style of shoe. Like it was very similar. I mean, it definitely had that Gucci you know with the Gucci look, and it even had like that sort of weight and even almost a little bit of shape of like an Air Force One a little bit. Um, so we I don't feel like the West Coast ever really rode that wave too much. Um, but, but I'm, they, I'm not. I'm not talking about a wave. I'm talking about the question that you asked. <laughs> well, you did what I'm saying. You asked me about Pharrell, and, and I'm thinking before you could even think of a Pharrell, as Doc Carter made a, a the impact quicker, faster, easier, sooner. I mean, beforehand. You know what I'm saying? If it was no as Doc Carter thing, I can have my own shoe. Pharrell, would, would you have thought about it? Would Kanye true. have thought about it? Yeah, yeah, probably not. Guys that thought, yeah, sneakers. I mean, I need to do sneakers. What happened to uh, Quick Strike with Complex? To what? With with Quick Strike, the show Quick Strike. Oh, we we, we um we went on hiatus and then we just decided we're not going to do it unless the situation is all the way right and it hasn't been made right. So you know. We're still very, very close friends. We just don't do the show anymore, but we talk all the time. We oh. talk sneakers all the time. Oh, okay. So it was more of a situation. So it wasn't, oh, I thought maybe you guys just got too busy and, and didn't want to do it anymore because nah. it was. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, okay. Situations have to be right for, for people to, to to do things with their time. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it was one of the, I mean, it was probably the more solid show and one of the first ones I could think of as like an actual show besides, you know, anybody just reviewing 100%. sneakers. And it was, I definitely had that PTI feel. Um, and we actually, you know, look forward. I mean, we, I used to look forward to it. Yeah. It only, it didn't come out like, you know, every week or every day, but it was something that I, I think it, I, I would love for it to come back in some yeah, aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the show to me, it was great. Um, and the thing is, it wasn't like we were doing it for any other reason but to have fun talking about sneakers. And you could always and tell that. That's what made it come out right. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, made it the best. yeah, the, the, just the chemistry between you and Russ was great. And you could tell that you guys like actually enjoyed being there. You actually enjoyed talking about it and you guys had the passion for it. And I think that's what made it so enjoyable to watch you guys. Yeah. We were having fun. I could say that. We definitely right. were That's definitely why we do our show. We definitely, we're all friends and we actually, you know, congregate. We know we have that chemistry and which has made our show great. And uh, we love doing it. Um, you know, going back to, you know, talking about Complex a little bit, uh, you know, watching the conversation, you know, I guess the panel you guys had at Complex Con, 
The list that you guys made for the top 10, when did they have like sneakers for you guys to select, like to check off as what you would put in that top 10? Or did you guys like get to freehand write those in? Because some of those were, I didn't. Um, no, no. Well, let me answer your question first. Okay. No, they were given to us and we had to work what was put in front of us. I mean, if you watch it, you see one of the first things I said was, how is Futurecraft not in it? Right. You know what I'm saying? That how is Sandra not in it? There's, there's brands and, and shoes that should have been on the list and they just weren't. I mean, so I kind of I kind of thought it was a little not right. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, honestly, I thought the list was... There was nothing on the list that I thought was ex- locks except Prestos, the off-white ones, and then uh, Cause. Everything else, like Supreme Uptempos and stuff like that, I don't feel like that's anywhere near anybody's top 10 sneaker of 2017 no. list. <laughs> well, there you have it. I think there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on that list that I really didn't agree with, but um, when it comes to I mean, this. I think there's a lot of stuff on the list that a lot of people didn't agree with. Um, I just know that we were we were asked to argue the situation. That was the situation. So we went for it, tried to do the best we could with what was given to us. But, you know, I can't, I can't. I, <laughs> I, was, I was doing what we were supposed to do. I'll put it like that. Well, we definitely did watch your sneaker shopping at Complex. And I will say that your episode is the one that I'm most jealous of, you getting every single shoe there for retail. It might have been the greatest sneaker shopping with complex ever in the history of the show well think about this anybody who was at complex got all of their shoes for retail yeah that was the best part about complex all the shoes were for retail that's true that's true so what was that i mean like like because we didn't go this year we didn't go this past year in, in 2017 we're all planning to go for complex con in 2018 so is it worth making the trip like I, I guess as a as a normal consumer would you say that it was it would be worth it for us to make the trip yeah because you get the shop that's true i will say it's chaotic but you know you get the shop did were you there at all during the chaos you know i know you got early access and stuff like that. i mean having early access i wouldn't even you know think i'd be bothered with that i heard it was just out of control there I mean, what's what's out of control? Every weekend, somebody has a sneaker release and it's out of control. I guess, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying there's so many ways to look at it. That's very true. Well, seeing people push over, trying to push over an actual booth inside of a building, <laughs> is a little bit more out of control I than I would they, expect. The thing is, I don't think they were trying to. I think it's just what happened. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a, it was so much and so many people at that booth, that undefeated booth. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. You know, it was a lot of people. So something that would have seemed easy that became a little crazy. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely looked like it was incredibly crazy from the videos. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because obviously when you hear DJ Clark Kent and when you associate that with sneakers, the first thing that comes to mind I think for almost everybody is the the Volt Green, the 3M, and the Elephant Volt, Print. Volt, Volt Yellow. Volt Yellow, the 3M, neon, and, neon yellow. <laughs> and the Elephant Print. So 
Can you kind of walk right. us through like where the like the one one two inspiration came from and what and why it's been such a like I mean it's 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 an iconic colorway now. It's been done on shoes from you know the Air Max One through the Zoom Revis. LeBron's, I mean, you name it, it's been on it. Like, can you kind of walk us through like that process, where it came from, and and why you think it's been so iconic, and why you think it's been so timeless? Hmm. Let me think. I'm trying to think this, think this away oh, uh, to to say it properly, so it kind of makes sense. That that shoe was made because of Barbito. Okay. Bobito had this shoe, right? He had a shoe, and and I was like, I want a shoe, too, when I had my first meeting with Nike about consulting. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And they were like, yeah, okay, we hear you know. So then they sat me in front of a computer with Mark Dolce, and I just started telling them what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And then once they put it together, I was like, yeah, I want one pair. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, one pair. I want one pair. So I could stun all Bobby though. <laughs> you know, that's what being friends is about. You just want to stun on your friends. Of course. Right? And then um it, I I they were like, Yeah, but you know, what does that mean? I was like, nah, I gotta stun on Bobby So um we sat down and then they uh, they challenged me. They said, Yeah, you know, we like what you did. Can you do it on the Air Max one? And then I was like, yeah, and I just did it. And then they were like, we got one more challenge for you. Oh. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they said, can you do it on the air trainer one? And I'm just like, what? What, is, what is all of this challenge? And <laughs> can I do this and can I do that? And then when I finally asked the question, they said, you know, we could put this out. If you can do all three, we could call it a one pack. And a one pack meaning Trainer One, Air Max One, and uh, Air Force One. Uh-huh. They had done a pack like that before, and they were like, if you can do it, we can make a cause to put it out as a one pack. In my mind, I was going, I don't want it to come out. Yeah. I just wanted to stun on Bobby. <laughs> that was my, that was it. That's it. I just wanted to stun on Bobby. And then, um, they started asking people around, so they asked the product line manager, they asked the manager of product line managers, they asked the leader of sportswear, and everybody liked it. So then all of a sudden, I, I had this shoe coming out. Now, the ideas were, I wanted a shoe that had the shoe, the stuff on it that you really just couldn't get on Air Force One. Nobody had 3M on Air Force One. Yeah. Nobody had Elephant on, a three, on Air Force One. Nobody had Neon on Air Force One. And it was very rare that you saw a new buck on an Air Force One. So after I put it together, like that was the thought. And then I put it on the other shoes. If you really pay attention, all three of the elephant prints are different. Oh, really? It's just because I didn't want it to just look like it was the same going on on each shoe. So one is black on black elephant print. The other one is gray on black. And the other one is black on gray. Okay. I actually never, I never noticed that. Yeah. Now, nobody really notices it until you take a, like a good look and, and you go, wait a minute, they're all different, but you know, it, at the same time, they're all the same because they're all women to color with. Okay. So like I had a question too about, uh, something I seen you tweet out and 
you know, we had our Rich Mays on from, uh, you know, Soul Collector. And uh, I had talked about, asked him about, you know, is New York, does he can still consider New York like the, the bar for being fly? And I seen where Chance the Rapper, and we all love Chance the Rapper. We yes. do. And he said that he brought back Champion and Supreme. And uh, from your tweet, it kind of looked like you felt a kind of way about it. Um, I didn't feel a way about it. I just extend. I just extended my my thought. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I just thought it was kind of like reckless or complex to tweet a story like that, considering it ain't true. Right. That's true. Like, it there hasn't been a, a year, there hasn't been a, a a week, there hasn't been a month, there hasn't been a day that you can't find champion superheroes in the hood. Yeah, I think. So, as far as I'm concerned, what did he bring back and where did he bring it back from? Because you have to be gone to bring back something. I think that's just like a prime example of like somebody, you know, young, just not being aware. I mean, Supreme, I mean, Champion, and, Champion is in every second, hood. Second, second of all, at what precise moment did Supreme ever fall off? Well, that's just, I mean, Supreme's been relevant since. I mean, it's been, what, 22 years now? 20... No, since Supreme. Since yeah. Supreme. They've, they've been relevant since Supreme. So what I'm asking is, where do you bring it back from? Yeah, I don't understand like, how you could bring something like, back that everyone is, still riding. In my thing, I was like, yeah, okay, Supreme, you didn't bring that back from nowhere and go nowhere, but Champion? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Champions were hot before you were born. That's true. And my, my, I mean, I guess the bigger question for me would be, did you really say that? <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I seen it. Well, I still think it has to be a joke, but you know. I mean, I the one the one thing that I would say is confident. his his audience is different than your audience is, and you know, there's obviously a disconnect in the age groups. You know, that the the people that are his prime audience probably want to hear him say stuff with, like that. With all, with all due respect, there's a disconnect in the brain cells if you would say something. Oh, like absolutely. That without even thinking. Um, going back to sneakers you know one thing we always touch on around here is exclusivity uh, when it comes to sneakers and you know you definitely somebody follow on Instagram just throughout the years about sneakers and you've had one of ones and sneakers that like I've still never seen before other than you know on you Um, Uh how do you you feel a certain time I for a moment I did feel a certain type of way about you know when um, they reintroduced those. So like the Kennedy. So one of the Kennedy was one of those shoes that like uh, we chased forever up here. And we didn't want to pay a thousand for a brand new pair and we didn't want to pay 500 for a beat up here. But when they dropped them again, you know, for a moment, it kind of felt like it took away how special the shoe was from that era when it dropped originally. Um, and that means that not, then that honestly means that it wasn't that special to you. And and that's the thing too when we talk. If it if it if it's the if it's the exact same shoe, and you want the exact same shoe that you were you, get, you couldn't get before, and now you can get it now, how is it not still the exact same specialness? And when we talk to Dion about I, that, I, I, say what? I just want you to think about it for a second. Oh no no! When we talk this shoe. When we talked to Dion about it and, you know, we went over the stories about you know their thought process behind you know the different concepts behind the shoe. I had said, you know what, I would never, ever say that again 
because of the work that goes into the shoe, um, the story, the thought press, the thought process behind it, and also just giving others the opportunity to even own that shoe if they're not willing to pay that resale price. Um, but coming from somebody like right. you, like, do you feel any type of way about it when you get something that like, you know, that was just for DJ Clark Kent and then if they decided, you know, we're just going to drop this for everybody now, does that bother you at all a little bit or is it one of those things where... Never. Never. Because if I wanted it, I wanted it. Right. Okay, who has it? If I want it, I want it. But you did say that you wanted a 101, 112 colorway so that you could stunt. Yeah, I wanted that just for Bobby. You have to also understand that story wasn't for everyone. That's that story true. was just a fact. <laughs> it was about Bobby. And it was because Bobby had a one-on-one and he one one and he stunned it on me with it. That's so I true. just wanted to start back on my friends. That's what friends do. Yeah, that's true. Do does you know we does uh Clark Kent still quote unquote you know have a hard time getting sneakers or is that just blasphemous? Of course. Really? Of course. Are you on like sneakers app and things like that trying to get off white packs and stuff? <laughs> of course. Really? Of course. See, I just, I mean, you know, obviously us just being three regular consumers, we just automatically assume people that have been in it for your time don't have to ask for favors or anything like that. It's just one of those things where you're just given the option if you want it or not. Um, well, let me, let me say this. My name ain't Usher. My name ain't Jay Z. I might have a little bit of uh, status in the, in the game, in the music game, or, or in, in the sneaker game. But yeah, there's, there's there's a bunch of stuff that's leading me. Huh. I would have thought for sure uh, that DJ Clark yeah. Kent would get boxes delivered to his door of anything and he wanted. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. But then, in ninety nine percent of the time, I don't. But the difference is. I do know how to shop better than most. What do you mean? Excuse me? What do you mean? <clears throat> just, just, just the way I say it, I shop better than most. Nope. <laughs> so when kids mad because they couldn't get it, I'm going, where'd you go? That's true. There, it, it is all about where you go look because there are, especially out in New York, I mean, it's not the same out here in Phoenix, but... I'm sure in New York there's a lot of hidden gems. Before you go any further, I don't get nothing out of New York shopping. Really? So there it is again. It's about how you shop. Okay. So something that came out today that I'm salty that I didn't get my hands on is the Air Jordan Levi 4. Were you able to get a pair? Yep. And and how are they? They're great. Are they? You you know, if you're into that kind of thing. Oh, I think they're amazing. I think it's I think it's an absolutely beautiful shoe. So, did DJ Clark Kent go and shop for that shoe, or was that delivered to the door? Yes, he did. He did. He shopped. Oh man, they still got any? <laughs> Excuse me. I said they still got any left. Um, nah, not where I not where I, I got. So the um, so the original one one two pack came out in two thousand eight, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Something like that. Either 2000, yeah, 2008, and then the Black Friday was the same year. Okay, so now, so when Nike came and approached you and said, "Hey, we want to do this on an SB pack," how did you feel about transitioning, like what you had created from the one pack into? I think it was there was a Dunk Low, a P Rod, 
And was there one more? It was two. It was it was two, it was two T-Rods and the Dunk Low. Okay. The, now the, the the funny part is the Dunk Low was supposed to come out like months after the T-Rods. It's just that when they showed the the, the when they showed the SB accounts the shoes, all of the SB accounts were like, "Well, we want the SBs now." Uh-huh. So it, they forced them all to come out at the same time. It was actually supposed to be the two T-Rods. And it was supposed to be a testament to me and Paul's friendship. Uh-huh. Me and Paul are, are, are actually friends. And um, like when his first shoe dropped, I did the party for the release of the Futura and, and the Air Jordan ones. That was his first P-Rod shoe was, was the Futura and the Air Jordan. And I did the party for it. You know what I'm saying? Like out in New York, it was his first release. We did a party at KCDC. It was dope. We had a skate ramp, everything. It was, it was nuts. And since then we've been friends, and uh, so the 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 the, the, the P rod I was supposed to do like four different ones before we just never got to it. So we got to this one, we do it, we did it, and I and it was my again it was a, a testament to our friendship, but also my respect to the skate game. Yeah, and I always wanted to do the dunk love, and 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 I was like, I'm, it's not right for me to do it unless world understands that I'm kind of attached to them. I'm attached to them through Paul. He's my boy. Hmm. So that's the reason why I did two Paul shoes. And then it was going to be, okay, now that you understand he's my man, here's that dog. Gotcha. It's just that it got re- retailers, they got a little hot. And we're like, yeah, we need that now. <laughs> so so out of everything the 112 shoe colorway has been put on, because my personal favorite is... Greg and I are both huge Zoom Revis fans. Like the Zoom Revis to me is the greatest um one of the greatest. I think I think it's the greatest trainer of all time. Like I would put it ahead of the Dion shoes, ahead of uh, no. Cruises. That's not ahead of Cruise. Ahead of Turf Trainers, Diamond Trainers. So out of every shoe that the 112 colorway Wait, wait, ahead of ahead of ahead of Trainer SC? Mm, uh, 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 yeah, ahead of Trainer SC. Revis was more comfortable. What? Revis was way more comfortable than a trainer SC. Any retro old than a, than a Bo Jackson? Oh no, no. Bo Jackson has the story and has the one of the probably the most athletic <clears throat> men of all time to back it up and it just has that history. But we're talking about like trainers, they never really evolved to anything to where like I felt like they were ever comfortable. There was no trainer that was ever comfortable until like Revis's um, cruises are uncomfortable still. What was the model they used for the Supreme? Wait, 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 wait. What about Air Trainer SC 2010? The SC 2010? Those weren't comfortable at all either. I mean, there were They're like... Not comfortable? No, not comfortable at all. I do like SCs a lot. And when I was in high school, I had the um, red, white, and gray colorway, and it was honestly probably one of my favorite shoes of all time. But for some reason, like when the when the zoo, and maybe it was just because there hadn't been such a great like crossover trainer in such a long time. For some reason, when the Zoom Revis came out, I had to have it, and I had to have like every colorway of it. And it's a good shoe. It's a great it's a shoe. shoe. For sure. And, you know, so that is probably by far my favorite that the 112 colorway has been done on. But, 
like what is the most special to you or the one that you covet the most out of the colorway that you created? Um, I, 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 I would have to say all of them because it's an honor to be able to, to actually make a shoe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can put, put one above anything else. I mean, but you know, like I've, I've done a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of one, one, two. It's not just like, I did a trainer, a trainer SC 2010. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did a, uh, 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 all a total max. You know what I'm saying? I did a, a hyper dunk. I did a 25. I did a, I did a lot. Mm-hmm. You know and I did a LeBron seven, eight, nine. You know what I mean? I, I did a lot of one one two. So it's kind of hard to be like, oh, this is the one. Oh no, that's the one. When you, it's just, I, I just think it's a really good colorway. Now, out of the so out of all the one one twos. Is the LeBron eight? Is that the one that they were the fewest made of? Um, the fewest made of was the Trainer SC, uh, the Trainer SC twenty ten, and the the, yeah, the total max that went with it. Okay, there was only ten pairs of each. Oh, really? And how and many? I did those just to see what just to see what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and out of those ten pairs. How many are stashed away in the closet of DJ Clark Kent? One each. Really? Wow. I'll figure you at least have two or three. Very, very, I got a very tight crew, and when when I make shoes, they they get right. I got to I got to make make sure my crew is right. Talking about LeBron's, the LeBron fifteen, uh, I think it definitely has made a comeback to where. Um, it's something that was created to where it's easy to wear on the. You could probably wear it, you know, on the streets, and you could still hoop in it. How you feel about LeBron Fifteens? Say that. How I feel about the Fifteens? Yeah, you loving the Fifteens? Yeah, it's, it's a good shoe. I'm not mad at it. I, 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 uh, I, I, I think it, it's it's definitely a conversation piece. Like, and then when you put it on, it's like super duper comfortable, and and it's a, it's a it's a basketball shoe. Yes, and um, you know, and I, and it actually can look cool wearing it out in the street. See, that's the hard part about basketball: trying to make a shoe that actually, when you walk off the court, still looks good. See, and that's something that we talk about all the time because I feel like you used to be able to wear that stuff, like when you had the Kobe fours and the LeBron. I think the the last LeBron shoe. I think we would all agree the last LeBron shoe that was suitable for wearing off the court, like in fashion, was the LeBron 9, um, which is probably yeah. why you stopped messing with the 112 colorway and LeBron's after the 9. That's, uh, exactly, that's exactly the reason. And, um, but I feel like the 15, the gap from the 9 to the 15, this is the first one that I've looked at and been like, wow, I could see how you could incorporate that into today's fashion. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, def- it's definitely right now. Yes. So... So I definitely think, you know, and then you see guys like Ronnie Feig doing the collaboration with it. Um, and it yeah, almost, it, it was, it was, yeah, that's not what Greg and George think, but I think. No, the the 15 is a great collab. The one with the strap that wraps around it is awful. I love right. that shoe. No, it's awful. All right. You have to be at least 6'6". Six, six. I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Ronnie did a good job with, with, with the storytelling and, the, and, and everything that went into that, to that, uh, that set. 
Oh, the storytelling, the storytelling, and the 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 little documentary or whatever the you want to call it. Storytelling. I mean, come on, the 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 the, um, the, the floral. Oh, those are beautiful. Nah, those those are kind of hard. No, them joints are fire. The fifteens are fire. The ones with the strap, that removable strap, I'm not into those at all. They're they're borderline boots. I mean, they are way too high. It's only because Greg's four six. You're right. I'm, I'm too short to wear shoes like that. <laughs> them joints will go up to my kneecaps. <laughs> But, you know, when it comes to like, you know, I think I've kind of elevated past to like the storytelling type thing. I love a good story with, you know, knowing where they came from, from the beginning. Like, I like the stories that, you know, we got out of Dion last mm. week about the development of collaborations. Arani, we haven't talked to Arani yet, but I'm sure the stories about the process behind doing certain collaborations are extremely, you know, knowledgeable and something that we'd want to hear. Um but, you know, when you come out with stuff like, you know, now going back to like Nike and just basic brands, I don't know, I kind of feel like they're stretching it or reaching it when you come out with a Flight Jacket 6 or a Gatorade pack. Um, I feel like it's a lot of stuff that is just out there just to populate the market. It's nothing like I don't feel a story behind the Gatorade pack. Like I we all understand the like Mike whole thing, but it just kind of seems like something that's just thrown together. Let me ask, do you like the shoes? Uh, which one? The ones the or the... I mean, you would do the like Jordan 1s. Oh, I love Jordan 1s. And I, I bought the green 6s. The green 6s were great, great materials. They look mm. good. I feel like the ones, eh, you know, a Jordan 1 is one of those shoes that have just been, I mean, they've been out so many times. We've talked about it before. I feel like a Jordan 1... Black Red, Royal, Shadow, all those OG Chicago's Black Toes, those should just be readily available for people to buy now. They should be just as accessible as an all-white Air Force One by now. But then are you going to be like, I hate them because they're everywhere? Well, Greg, no, Greg not us. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Not us. Oh, be- because okay. we respect them. Okay. Like, you have to. There's certain things yeah, that are. But, 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 but at some point, you guys felt the ways about those Kennedys coming back. I did. I did feel. Uh, uh, no, no. I was excited about it. I bought three pairs of them. I was excited about it. It was just one of those things where right. it was like, dang. Like He was saying once he got it home and put it in the closet and the, the hunt is over. The hunt was over. It just I felt a little different, but I still bought three pairs of them. It's one of it's my favorite shoe of all time. Um, wow! But when That's I, f- a I say know. what? That's a statement. It is a statement. The Kennedy is is definitely hands down the greatest New Balance of all time, and it's definitely a top three, top five sneaker of all time to me. Um, okay. Now, when I talk now, going back to the whole thing with like the Jordan ones and stuff like that. There's a certain there's a certain point in time where like I'm sure you would agree all white Air Force Ones they're legendary they're already at legendary status a Jordan One I feel mm-hmm. like is at that legendary status already to where there still shouldn't be people out there who haven't gotten their hands on a retro one black and red Chicago it just it just shouldn't be and I know people personally who still strike out trying to get Royals trying to get black and reds. It's reached a status to where every single person should be able to get a pair. Well, there were so many pairs. Every single person should have been able to get a pair, but you're contending with resellers. So while you're contending with resellers, that shoe that, shoe that was practically twice as GR as any other shoe, you got to deal with them resellers. Always. Always have to deal with resellers. But resellers is the so, one... So, 
so but uh, listen to what I'm saying. So you saying you want a shoe to be as readily available as a white on white. Those shoes were readily available as white on white. It's just that the resellers bought all of them. No, I would agree. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I know they're out there. I'm just, I think I've. No, what he's saying is like. I, the, I think what what I think is I'm trying to I'm trying to say to you is they were gi yes oh, of course yeah you know what so I mean? they were they were available but the thing is people are making them way more like important than a gi so once you make it more important than a gr and then everybody goes and buys it out like that you think they didn't do right by it when yeah. they actually did do right by it it's just that you think they're more than a hundred and sixty dollars shoe yes so because you think that. The reseller is going. We're gonna take advantage of that. Exactly. No one's looking at white on white like that. If they looked at white on white like that, they'd be the same thing. Rockefeller Air Force Ones. I mean, I'm sure you have quite a few pair of those. If not, I mean, you might have yeah. had the originals. <laughs> oh yes, I did. I um, had all, all three different versions. When so that whole, you know, the Don C. The Travis Scotts, you know, all those that just recently came out. Yours. Yours. I mean, there are a bunch that kind of, you know, I don't want to say introduced, but it gave the younger generation who may not have been so up on Air Force Ones the opportunity to get something from, you know, a, a unique perspective. You know, Don C putting the Air Force One and the Air Force Two into one, you know, the premium materials, the switching of the no, swooshes. The two, the one, and the three. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the one and three. So... You know, right. do you do you feel like uh, Air Force Ones are ready to make a stronger comeback, or have they just never left in general? They never left. That's that. They and, never left. So when, but people associate Air Force Ones still strictly, at least from our perspective, we don't know. That's why we like to talk to people and find out, like with the East Coast. You know, it's like phone posits. You know, it's always been associated with. The East Coast um, and the West Coast, you know, we kind of wrote it a little bit, but we never fully embraced, you know, that particular style or model. I think our Air Force One on the West Coast is a Vans era slip a slip on or a Vans era. Like that's the that's not a not, not a not a not a Cortez. Not no. A uh, it's probably Chuck Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's Chuck Taylor's as well. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say a Cortez though. Cortez was it, when Cortez was first. I, I would say Chuck Taylor. Yeah, it was definitely Chuck Taylor. Cortez was so introduced in the. Oh, I wouldn't say it was introduced into it, but gang culture in California had took over so much that it was considered. You know, you were part of a, sp a specific crowd if you wore Cortezes. Yeah. I wore Cortezes, you know, anyways, and in California. All the Mexicans, you know, wore the Cortezes, so it was rare to see, you know, black people or white people rocking them. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, everybody rocks them, and uh, it's just more of a fashion, you know, thing now. Um, uh, in your perspective, what happened to Air Force Ones? Nothing. They nothing. They might have got a little too oversaturated at one point, and then they pulled back on them. And pure Air Force One guys got to feel. Got to feel their, 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 their thing happening again. Like, okay, they pulled back on them. It's more special to us. They were already special. It's just that they went too far. So you go too far, that means you got to pull back on them. Now we feel a little better about it. Now, do you think the same thing is happening with Jordan Brand right now that you're 
explaining to us happened with the Air Force Ones. Do you think it's so oversaturated that now is the right time to pull back, to make it a little more limited, to make it a little more special and cool again? Let's let, 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 let think about something, right? Okay. Air, Jordan, Jordan come out with a sneaker. There isn't enough pairs. The sneaker community up in an uproar. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. That's messed up. They only made this many pairs. What about the guy who wants to shoot? Right? Yeah. Jordan says, okay, we're going to listen to you guys. We're going to make an abundance of shoes. And then you complain again. You complain that there's uh, saturated market way too much. Now, see. When will you ever be. Wait, wait. When okay. will you ever be happy? And see. If, you know what I'm saying? I got to look at I got to look at it and I think to myself, you complain when there ain't none. And then you complain again when there are some. It sounds crazy because it's like you can't make. You can't make the consumer happy, uh, but if you're a really true sneaker guy, you ha- you should just be happy. You should be happy. Oh my God! I, I walked in the store. I got some bread. Oh no! You know and what I, I'm yeah, like, no, I. They were everywhere. Yeah, no. You should be happy, but think about no. Think about this. Ah, oh, the, the quality is terrible. What do they do? They go and get premium leather. They put yeah. it on the sneaker. You Raise the price. Oh, it's not like the original. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you're right. It's not actually better letters than the original but most kids who are complaining never saw an original that's true or how how do you expect them to win they you understand i'm saying like when will the consumer ever be happy when they sit down and make a shoe themselves and pick the letter they want themselves you know what i'm saying it's like what you gonna do oh no they'll never be happy i mean and that's just you know see i i it's hard to look at it from you know, I, we take, you know, if you, you know, if you will, we take a lot of L's, you know, on the stuff that we do want. Yes. And I go into it expecting to take a, a L. I went into the sneakers app to try to get the off-white pack. I had no even thought that I would actually yeah. get one. And didn't. Didn't get one at all. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something about life. If you think the negative, the negative will be for you. That's true. If you don't think and, and, and move in a positive fashion, what what do you think is going to happen to you if you think the L's are going to happen all the time? You're just going to get the L. That's true. Oh no, no. I I think in a positive. You got you. I think in a positive action about like everything else in my life. When it comes to sneakers, I have zero expectations on getting them. Well, my well, well then you're you're kind of expecting to lose, and, and if you're expecting to lose, you will. And, oh, definitely. Because then, when I win a cause and a <laughs> raffle, it's shocking. I get a cause for black, and I'm like floored. Because, like you said, the resellers and everybody out there, it makes it difficult to even. It's it almost feels at times impossible to buy stuff. It almost does at times. And it, you could sign up for as many online raffles as you want. You could go get as many tickets as you want. You could even go stand outside out there with the masses if anybody still allow allows that. If you accumulate enough, you know, losses when it comes to sneakers online, you got every single app, you got every single locator, you got every single confirmation, and you still can't get anything you want without visiting StockX or GOAT or any website or eBay, it's really not a bad, you really have a hard time of not naturally going into those situations with those expectations. Mm. Like, it, it's, you Me, know... It's hard, like when if you're surrounded by the regular consumer, and they're taking the those L's as well, 
you it's hard to even come in there with that expectation. So it does make it a little bit more exciting when you do finally get that W and get something that, you know, you really did want. I hear you. Like, I don't ever... Yeah, I look at it. I, I go into every situation with a positive thought. And if it doesn't work, I work out, then I understand in a positive way that it wasn't for me. Oh, yeah. I, I Every single release, like the Levi's that dropped today, my mindset was like, oh, yeah, I'll just have to, you know, sell five pair of sneakers for 100 bucks each <laughs> and pay 500 That was my mindset from the get-go. They When they shut it down... I hear you. Like that's, you know, I look at a lot of things like that. Like there are certain that cause if I really want to cause we've accumulated a lot of sneakers. We're definitely not on a DJ Clark Kent level, but we all will have in the two, 300 pairs of sneakers in our closet. And I know for a fact that if I really, really want that, I will go home and sell 10 pairs for 50 bucks and go and buy that pair of sneakers because I'll wear that one versus the whatever nonsense I have in my closet. I, I hear you. And, you know, so. You know, and I know that we're on totally different different wavelengths when it comes to like being able to get sneakers and things like that. I would probably be a lot more positive if I was, you know, a, a Clark Kent or anybody like that. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be yeah. negative. I'm not even trying to be negative when it comes to it. It's just more of, like I said, we're just the regular consumer. Mm-hmm. We're three regular guys who just got off work. And all took L's on Levi's. We all got the emails. Sorry, not no, not this time. Sorry, next time. Sorry, try again. Sorry, next time. So it gets a little discouraging at times. And then, like you, and then, like you said, you have to ask yourself: If Levi fours were just laying everywhere, how would we feel about them? Hello? How would I? How would I feel about it? No, no, no. That, no, we have to ask ourselves that. We have to ask ourselves: If Levi fours were just everywhere, how would we naturally feel about them then? And well, how would you feel about them? Well, I feel like that I would still like them in general, but like you said, stuff that when Jordan saturates the market and they sit, then I I, I would have been like, all the way to them joints, get to the outlet or his kicks deals, and I'll get them for cheaper. Yeah, see, see then and that, I have to look at it like you don't actually like the shoe that much. Uh, you, you like you like the hype. Listen, listen for a second. You okay. like the hype if that's the answer. Because... <sighs> It, it should be. If you told me that they were just everywhere, I'd, I'd, have, I'd be 10 pairs deep. See, from- if I like it, I like it. I don't like it for the hype. I like it for, for the shoot. So if you're telling me that because of the GR, if it was a GR, then you'd be like, yeah, I wait for it. It's a, the rack, the, the sale rack. That's kind of like, well, what, do you like the shoot? Well, see, for me, <laughs> it's because I'm cheap. So, <laughs> so like... I'll, like Air Force Max is one of my favorite shoes of all time because I grew up here in Phoenix. I'm a huge Charles Barkley fan. I grew up in that era, like Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, all those guys. But when it came out a couple weeks ago, I couldn't pull the trigger on the 140. So I ended up getting it on on the Nike discount site on on Swoosh. But it's like it is a shoe that I love. But since I knew that it, I didn't need to move on it immediately and I could be patient and wait and get it cheaper, 
I did that. And it would be the same thing. Like George and I have been waiting for since we were since George was 38 and I was 12 for the Agassi (laughs) for the Agassi LWP to come back out. But I know that we're like two of maybe 10 people in the United States waiting for an (laughs) Agassi LWP to come back out. So I won't have to move immediately to be able to get my hands on a pair. So I think that's kind of what Greg's saying is that, you know, you there's things that you want, but when it comes out and it sits, then you put maybe something a little more limited ahead of it. Like I'm going to get this today because this is going to be gone tomorrow to where this will be around next month. And it might be 30% off or 40% off. And I could get my hands on it then, even though it's something I really love. Okay. But, and we talked about this the other week too. <laughs> well, okay. Well, see, this is the thing. See, it's hard to talk like regular consumer and like DJ Clark Kent's perspective, I completely understand what you're saying. But see, there's times that everything is so hyped that we just have to buy it. Yes. You can't walk into Nike and say, hey, man, <clears throat> you mind if I try on the cost fours? You mind if I see it? They won't even let you. So you just have to buy it. Mm-hmm. You get it in the mail and you look at it and you say. If, if you if you if you walk into a store and the, the shoe is there on sale, you can try it on. Oh, no, no. I'm if talking about. To a store and it's. No, I'm talking about like the limited stuff, like the limited stuff. Listen, if you, if you walk into a store and you have the ability to buy the shoe, you can try it on. Uh, I mean, t- t- I don't know about that. I can't say if I want to raffle for a size, <laughs> if I want to raffle for a size 10 and I go to Nike to pick it up, I can try it on if I want. But if I need to get a different size, I can't. Okay, but if, if you win it for your size and you feel like you want to try it on, I don't care where you are, you can try it on. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Say you win this raffle, you get the shoe, and you get there, and in person, you hate it. Like, what's the point of buying it? You understand what I'm saying? So you can try it on. So don't let anybody tell you that that's not the case. Oh, no, I'm, I'm speaking more from, like, buying it off the sneakers app or something like that. Like, if I buy it off the... Oh, well, well, that's different. When... Here's the kicker part about that too. When they get to you, if you don't like it, you can return it. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. See, the difference is the difference is most of you guys won't return it. You'll hold it for me. And the thing is, like, shit. If I don't like it, I'm taking it back. <laughs> oh no, we take that joint back I'm to. Not, I'm not. We'll take it back to the Nike outlet in a second. Nah, if, if, if you got if you got a pair of cars in the mail and they came to you and you didn't like them. You're not taking them back. <laughs> I mean, you just can't. Oh yeah, you, you can't, can't take, take that take back. <laughs> like that's a little. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, let's let's be honest. It's not. It's just simple. If they don't work for you, take them back. But you're not doing that. Oh no, you're because... playing the game. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, because I'm regular. Like I have to play the game. I have whoa, to. Whoa. I I have to keep you, a cause for. You actually, you you don't have to play the game. You choose. to the game. Yeah. It doesn't make difference. Most people are saying things that aren't actually true. I gotta do. No, you don't. You don't have to do anything but what you want to do. Okay. And you don't have to be regular either. You can be special. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. Now, I don't have to play the game. I, I, I don't. But in order for you me, do. in order for I choose to play the game because I know down the road it's going to. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't have to go no further. You just say I choose because that's the truth. You don't have to explain your way out. I'm not asking you to explain it. 
but you do have to be honest about it. You choose to play the game. Oh, I'm one. I'm one. I'm one hundred percent honest about it. I choose to play the game because I know down the road something. Okay, that's it. That's it. Wait, wait, wait. You see, you're going to go and explain yourself out with me. You don't have to explain yourself out. You just have to make make the statement. The statement is you choose to play the game. Okay, cool. Next question. I, you don't have to explain nothing to me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But you know, owning your truth is owning your truth. Oh yeah. Me, personally, I don't play the game. I, mean, I understand you choose to play the game. I have to play the game. No, you... You don't to have play to play the game. game. You don't have to. With all due respect, you don't have to. You could, you could take cause four back to Nike Scott, though, if you wanted to. Hold on. The only thing you have to do is stop. Is what? And, and, and you have to pay taxes. You can get away with not, too. <laughs> you have to die. That's true. You do have to die. You choose to play the game, bro. You choose to play the game. I'm, I, you know, I don't subscribe, but you know, that's 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 what that is. If at any point, so I mean, okay, I choose to play the game. I know you do. I know, and I have to go. <laughs> I, I I I I do because that's just how the game has shifted. You know. Now, I don't have to. I'm not explaining it because you know what? I love my stuff to still feel special. I do. I like when I buy something and to break necks. Like to me, breaking necks has never played out. Like it just never played out. I like to have a car. It never never will. will and it never does. But breaking necks has almost played out. When every single person has, can, the ability to buy, the resellers, the apps, every single thing, and when it's impossible to almost get certain things, you can only break necks with certain things. Like you said, flex on our friends all the time. Huh? If you can't flex on your friends, I don't know who you can't flex on. And <coughs> and like I, I love a good GR here and there, but I know for a fact I will never pay retail for a GR if it's going to sit on the shelves. I'm not. How do you know GR is going to sit on the shelf until it's on the shelf? Oh, you know, you can tell nowadays what's going to sit on the shelf. What, I knew Gatorade ones wow. would sit. I knew Gatorade ones would sit on the shelf. I didn't. I did. Mm. I knew Gatorade ones would sit oh, on the shelf, and I, I knew greens wouldn't. I thought greens would, honestly. Like, I thought greens would be around at least for a day. I thought they would be available. When I, when I struck out on the sneakers app, I was very surprised that i did not get a pair i mean i think pre-sale prices help a little bit with that gauging what's going to sell out and what's not going to sell out i mean so many people have early access to authentic pairs and you can check StockX and goat and all that kind of stuff these there are more resources these days than there were of course even five years ago let alone 10 20 years ago so um, you know, it's a little easier to tell what's going to sell out and what's not going to sell out. But of course, everyone's guessing. I mean, you saw what the you know prices of the green Gatorades a couple weeks before they came out were six hundred bucks, and then the next thing you know, they were three hundred. Well, so. I'm praying that Levi's follow that trend because I need to get my hands on a pair. But from now on, I'm going into every raffle, every time <laughs> I open my phone with the DJ Clark Kent mindset of I'm going to get these, and I'm going to manifest every sneaker I want <laughs> for myself. So Joe uh, well, LaPuma had talked a lot out. about uh, what'd you say? I hope it works out. I do too. It won't because then he'll text us in our thread and cursing <laughs> and angry about how he took another L and lost and wasted three and a half hours sitting on the Adidas splash page waiting to try to get a pair of Yeezys or something. 
Oh, those are those are hard. Those are Saturdays. Joe LaPuma had talked a lot about uh, getting his uh, Levi Ford and like distressing it, or maybe skating it, or whatever, to where it self distress. Are you planning on doing anything to yours, or is it once again the open the box, wear it the way it comes? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I mean, could you? Could you wear maybe, a shoe maybe enough? If another, maybe if I get another pair, I'll, just, I'll do something to them. You know? <laughs> You've seen some of the pairs, I assume, of the, what the artists are doing to them, though, right? The pictures? No. Oh, okay. I, I, I really, you know, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching. Yeah, there's been a lot of people like kind of painting them up, kind of like distressing them like they would with denim, things like that. Um, but I mean, Why those won't, those won't see your feet enough times to be distressed in any way. So, how many times does DJ Clark can't wear a pair of shoes before they get retired? One. One and done? Yeah. Wow, you don't ever pull anything out of the closet for a second spin? Um, unless it's like a one of one. Wow. Yeah. So how many pairs would you say, like, do you do you still pretty much keep everything, or is it is there a large amount of shoes that... I, I, get, I give most of it away. Okay. I did see that picture on social media around Christmas time. That's pretty cool. You said you yeah. gave about 100 pairs away? A little more. Um, I didn't really realize what it was. It was probably more like 130. That's okay. dope. You pick them out personally or? No, I just I just picked the stacks out and was like, they can go. <laughs> okay. So one thing we kind of touched on was out here on the West Coast, you know, Vans, have never really gone away. It's kind of like the Air Force One on the East right. Coast and Tim's. Like it's always been relevant here, but it started to pick up slowly over the past probably three to four years again and become a little more mainstream. So I noticed yesterday or a couple days ago, you posted a pair of the Fear of God Vans. I'm guessing that that was a gift to you from Jerry. Um, but is Vans is that a shoe that you've kind of messed with, like? Throughout the course yeah. of, or is it something that you haven't really ever got into? No, no, no. Some, some bands, you know, yeah. So what, like, yep. like out there on the East Coast, what is, like, what would be the more popular vans? I mean, like, are people there wearing skate highs? Are they wearing old schools, authentics? Skate highs, old schools, authentics. There's a lot of authentics. And Ellis, too. I mean, all of them, you know what I'm saying? They're being worn. Yeah, you like what you like. Okay, yeah, I just didn't. I mean, because of, of course there's there's of course there's kids that are riding the wave. I mean, but you, if you if you understood what it was, if you if you knew about vans from before, none of this is a surprise to anybody. That's true, that's true, and uh, and and I've just I noticed like you have a couple Yeezys here and there, so it seems like you you kind of aren't fully on the boost wave, like. Most people have like I. I know you have the a couple. Funny thing is, I, I actually love Ultra Boost. It's just super hard to find in my size. And a thirteen. In Ultra Boost, I'm a fourteen. A oh, fourteen. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Oh, you got to size up in those. That's true. Yeah, that's it. Because I mean, most of them ca- max out at thirteen, right? And even the thirteens are very yeah. hard to find. I always right. see a few uh, size fourteen Yeezys anywhere. Fourteen Yeezys. Seems like are a little easier to get their hand, get your hands on. Um, yeah, that's that's not hard. 
<laughs> what's uh what's the next shoe you're looking forward to? Wow, I can have that answer. Uh twenty pairs twenty pairs of black cement three. Oh, that's a must. <laughs> that's a must for everybody. How do you feel about those uh those red toe uh Jordan ones coming out? I mean they're cool. I li- I like Jordan ones. I'm a big fan of Jordan ones. So yeah, see, I'm big. anything that that's in a color that that that's close to what he played in, yeah. Are you a Jordan? Are you a Jordan um, guys, one? I, I I gotta say this, man. It, it was great to be on, but I gotta jump. Okay. All we appreciate right. the time, my man. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, man. I all appreciate right. you guys, and and I'm sorry I got to jump off so quick, but I got to. Oh no, no worries. worries. It's all good, man. We appreciate it. All right, brother. All, all right, right. Have take a good care. One. That's a sneak dish. 